everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. I'm your host, Irliana Samsara, and this is episode 96. I can't believe it. Wow. Um, so I'm going to be talking about the new moon coming up on Sunday in the Eastern, um, the Western Hemisphere, Eastern Standard Time. It'll be 10.31 p.m., I believe it is. And this is the new moon in Aries. It's a really powerful new moon. So I'm going to talk to you about all that. And um, I'll, I'll walk you through the houses of where this new moon occurs in your chart and what, where, what areas of life you would be seeing this very dynamic change that is about to occur. And um, I also want to talk about this cool dream I had the other morning um, with Kali Ma, Divine Mother, um, aspecting this um, very incredibly and powerful part of ourselves and like confronting our shadow and all. So that's very much, a, I feel like she was a harbinger of what's to come. Um, so I'm going to be talking more about that and how the, you know, we can actually see how the planets um, talk to us in our dream state. You know, these, the essences and the ideas and the things that, that are the themes of the, of the, um, you, we can start recognizing that the themes of planets and the themes of, the messages and then the planets that represent those messages. So it's really, it's really kind of cool. Take your dream state to that level. And then uh, I also have some reflections. I've been contemplating the um, the Derek Chauvin trial, which you know he's on trial for murder uh, for George Floyd, as as we you know most of the planet knows, unless we've been in a cave for the last year and a half. Uh, and anyway, and the um, and some insights about. Um, um, the Rodney King trial versus Derek Chauvin. Um, that sound you just heard was my uh, my other kitty, Lucas. Would you like to make a YouTube appearance? Come here, kitty. Come here, baby. Okay. Say hi, Lucas. This is Lucas. I, I'm a rescue kitty too. Mwah. Hello. He says, I'm a very big boy. Yes, I got. He has a little bent ear because he's not a fighter. He got it. He somebody attacked him and he was was a rude cat on the street and he doesn't fight fight but anyway it, it, the vet said it wouldn't bend back because the blood dried in it or something sad but anyway he's fine and healthy and um okay i'll let okay go down of course always has to walk on papers okay so please don't don't walk on the don't walk on the paper like mom mommy's working okay so <laughs> back to the new moon um, all right, so uh, this is the first new moon of the astrological year. If you remember um, the Aries ingress where um, in, in the equinox on March 21st is always the beginning of the astrological new year. So this is the first new moon of the astrological new year. And of course, it being on a cardinal sign, this is about change, um, you know, our, our cardinal points, Aries, Libra, Cancer, Capricorn, these are pivotal points, right? The turning of the wheel. So this is about not just new beginnings with any new moon, but it's a cardinal new moon. Um, also, we wanna, um, okay, no, 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 we, of course he's, he's, he's sitting on the, that's right, okay, just sit on the paper and keep crinkling it while the recording is on. All right, you know, it's a cat thing, you know, I don't, you don't, we don't own our houses. If you have a cat, you know who's in charge. We all know this, um, but anyway, so um, I'm just gonna let them crinkle, what the heck. So this is the first new moon of the new astrological year. And it's also the first new moon of the new astrological year. It's with um, that Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in air signs. You know, I, I've said this before about this new 200 year cycle. So this is the first lunation um, of this new astrological year. So a lot of newness, <clears throat> a lot of newness here. Um, the other thing I want to say is, you know, we always look at whatever sign the new moon is in. So in this case, it's in Aries. Um, what what planet rules that um, sign? And that'll be the, the 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 ruler of this lunation, right? So with Aries, it's Mars. So Mars is the ruler of this new moon. So Mars wants action, wants results, goals, drive ambition, you know, make things happen, uh, stand up and fight. You know, these are, these are Mars qualities. Of course, negatively, it can be aggression, aggression and war and the conquering mentality on the, the good side of Mars, which, you know, basically, let's face it, nobody ever thinks of it this way, but we, we have to look at everything, you know, in, in balance. But the, 
the positive qualities of Mars are bravery and courage and uh, valiant, you know, a valiant, brave, courageous warrior, right? Uh, standing for others and making way for others and, you know, ideally subduing the ego drive, you know, which is very Marsy, you know, me, 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 to we, we, we. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, that, that would be the most ideal expression of Mars. But you'll, we'll see, I'm gonna talk, to, uh, let's, you know, we'll talk more about that as we get into the, this deep dive. So uh, Mars is the ruler of this lunation. And let's look at the clues here because Mars is actually out of bounds until May 24th. So what does that mean, out of bounds? Um, well, it's, it's a planet when I'm most, uh, you know, the planets typically go um, within 23 degrees north or south of the ecliptic, the ecliptic being the path around the sun, the orbital path. And um, you know, typically all the planets kind of go within those bounds, but occasionally a planet will go what we call out of bounds. So I, again, I use the analogy of a basketball game. I think it's the easiest way to understand, you know, typically, okay, the game is played within these prescribed rules, you know, the painted lines on the court, and occasionally that ball will fly into the stands, right? And it gets really, it's, it's kind of scary and surprising. It's like, and it's a wild card aspect. So it's like, oh my God, the ball, oh, ooh, you know, oh, it hit somebody in the chest or oh, knocks somebody's glasses over and then it bounces again and it lands in somebody else's lap or, you know, and, and it's just a little mayhem and a little chaos, you know, while that's going on. Um, and then eventually, of course, the ball gets handed back and the game continues within the prescribed limits. So when a, when a planet is in that out of bounds phase, it can be very wild and unpredictable. Um, when Mercury is out of bounds, it almost feels like a Mercury retrograde. You know, things are just, the communications are kaflui and chaotic. And well, when Mars is out of bounds, um, that's, um, <laughs> whoa, you know, it's like the aggression of Mars then has another edge to it. You know, it's just edgy and uh, wild and unpredictable. So it's just something to be aware of. Um, you know, uh, this is nature. Nature, you know, we have our, aberrations, so to speak, are, are, are part of, of nature and, and chaos and what is what we think of as chaos is, you know, it's all part of, of nature and, and divine, you know, this grand divinity. And, you know, when we, if we see chaos up close, we don't understand it. It looks like it's all random, but if we pull back, we see it's, a, it's part of a larger picture. So not to like get scared or freaked out about any of this, it's just, simply the, the pulse of life, I'll say. So anyway, we have the ruler out of bounds and we also have a stellium in Aries. So the, the other word um, stellium is a, when you have three or more planets in, in uh, all lined up in the same, um, within a few degrees of each other um, in the same sign, um, it's called a stellium. So it has a very powerful force. So a conjunction when, when a planet joins with another planet, it's like holding hands. So it's very intense energies, right? The energies blend. Well, in this case, we have, what do you, one, two, three, four, five. We have seven planets in, um, well, Chiron's not a planet. It's really like a, a minor, you know, it's one of those, you know, it's in modern astrology, okay? I'm not, I'm, shh, don't tell anybody, all right? I'm studying ancient astrology, but I still put in Chiron, you know, and I still talk about Pluto, even though I'm not allowed. But anyway, <laughs> no, I'm not allowed. Just, just Josh in here. Um, no, in ancient astrology, um, you know, we only look at the first seven planets that were visible to the ancients. And uh, you know uh, the sun, Mars through Saturn, and um, so anyway, we don't cover Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, but that's another story. Okay, back to the new moon. So in um, Chiron, we have Chiron, Mercury, Ceres, which is an asteroid. Okay, not a planet. It's a minor. Some people you know think of a minor planet, but it's a it's a technically an asteroid. One of the first discovered in the asteroid belt between Mars and and Jupiter. Uh, Chiron, Mercury, Ceres, the sun and the moon, and Eris, which is a dwarf planet out way out by Pluto, and Venus, all of them in the sign of Aries. So Mars is ruling all of these things. So that, and it's, you know, the cardinal sign and it's, yeah, it's intense. And so what does this look like? Let's, let's break this down. Okay, so um, 
what I want to say is, um, and also on top of this, Mars has a lot of significance because it's now activating last year's eclipses. If you remember how we look to Mars, whether it either opposes or conjuncts eclipse points, that's when action happens and things move forward. So Mars activating last year's eclipses is also happening um, as we progress into this new moon, which starts on April 11th and goes until the middle of the month of, of in May. And then we'll have, of course, the new moon in Taurus. But um, until then, we have, um, you know, uh, so uh, this month, next month, very dynamic with eclipse activations, you know, happening on top of all this. As I said in my April astrology, the entire month of April astrology roundup, which is the previous episode 95, um, I was saying how, um, you know, this is going to be a really wild month, you know, especially by the end of the month when Uranus, you know, the sun will conjunct Uranus and that's going to be amazing. But I'll get into that in another video. Um, what I'm really focusing on here is the new moon lunation. So from this new moon to the next new moon, new beginnings. Uh, I also want to say that, um, you know, just, this is very more on Mars. I got my little sheet here of everything I want to tell you. Um, Mars is um, not just is it you know the Lord of the Eclipse activating last year's eclipses, um, but it burst out of this hemisphere, the nodes. So um, and I think Indian astrology, Vedic astrology, I think they pay attention to this more. I don't hear it often referred to, but the nodes of of the moon, north and south node, as you know, for the last almost year, they've been in the signs of Gemini and Sagittarius. And um, since uh, it is finally, all the planets have been on one side of that hemisphere between Sag and Gemini, but Mars just, I think it was at the end of last month, March, I want to say March 24th, Mars went past the north node in Gemini and it busted out. It busted out of that little bowl, you know, that if you look at on the, on a, on a, um, in a chart, it would be like a, like a bowl and all the planets were lined up on that bowl and Mars, speedy little Mars and Gemini, um, just kind of broke free out of that. So it's like saying like, we might have only seen one side of a situation. And now with Mars, it's like, and in the sign of Gemini, it's like demanding to know facts and information and, and uh, passionately wanting to share that information, you know, um, interesting how that's you know playing out, especially with the vaccine um, rollout that we've been reading about and the speed at which that has been um, unfolding has been pretty amazing. It's very, very, uh, very rapid. Well, you know, Mars, you know, let's get to it. No slow pokey thing here. Um, and, you know, Gemini wants speed as well. So it's speed, Mars and Gemini, Mars, Mercury, right? Making that in that sextile too. It's, wow, it's getting things done. Like we were saying, this is, this is, this time frame is definitely about getting things done. So, um, you know, he, he, you know, with Mars jumping out of that bowl where he, all the planets have been on that one side of the hemisphere, it's like seeing things in a different perspective. Um, we also have Neptune squaring Mars, so Neptune and Pisces. So you could say that you know, the, with this lunation, you know, you you want your goals to be infused with faith, and you might not see, but there are there are people, and I'll mention this a little later too. It's like we have, or we'll have invisible help. Um, very intense cathartic changes coming up this month. And, and if we think the square at Neptune, we might be at odds with our faith or having faith. But um, the square with Neptune would be saying, you know, it's time to embrace. And even though we may not see forces at work, you know, you could say your ancestors, angelic beings, spirit guides, you know, that's very Neptunian. Um, this, this kind of thing, compassion and such, um, all very Neptune qualities. Um, so even though we may not have be present to that in, in our egoic self, you know, that it is working. It's, we, it's like the invisible help to keep the faith. Okay, so um, Mars, um, sorry, um, April 9th to the 17th, uh, we're going to have the Sun, Moon, Venus is exactly squaring a conjunct Eris. That, that uh, it's, she is, uh, Eris is the goddess of discord and chaos as, as she is known. And it's from this Greek myth and she, you know, 
she was this upstart okay you know she came like I think she crashed somebody's wedding and she like all these you know how bridesmaids all line up to like get that bouquet and weddings well she was like <laughs> forget that right I wasn't invited throws this apple into the play and she breaks on the apple like to the fairest and she like chucks it into the crowd I could just imagine it's like all those girls like wanting to get that bouquet right and they all come grabbing like they like the bouquet right they all fight for it who's going to be the fairest you know so there's this thing about how do we interpret the fairest is it fair like in fair play or is it the fairest like the prettiest you know so there's it's subject to a lot of interpretation but she's definitely the upstart and she likes to um, address imbalance things that are not fair and so um so to have the sun and moon and Venus, which is the goddess of peace, she wants love and peace and harmony and connection lined up with that warrior, you know, sometimes Eris is known as a female Mars, you know, so, um, you know, line, the sun, moon and Venus lining up with Eris as, as they square Pluto. That's that's hot taco sauce. That's that's 9-11 taco sauce. That's like you know, like five-star uh, red hot uh, tamale. Yeah, yeah, that's that's intense. And so, you know, what does that look like? Well, Pluto in the sign of Capricorn, of course, is still chugging along. That's um, about the the breakdown of old, old structures that are controlling and hierarchical and um, no longer serving us. And it's so when they, when all of these planets lining up in this new moon, squaring Pluto, that's going to be a very big deal. That is a turning of the ages in terms of needing to be free, right? The Aries thing is asserting the self and the dominion of the self and the sovereignty of the self, squaring off with old, uh, patriarchal structures that do not serve us as humanity, that are old and shop-worn, worn out, no longer useful, um, you know, um, degrading, I would say. And so uh, I, I think this certainly on one level, it's, it's a very big month for women, you know, when you think about Venus, you know, women, Venus and Aries, Venus is not comfortable in Aries, you know, this is not her comfort zone, not with Mars running her, like telling her what to do, you know, it's like harsh, you know, she, but she, uh, Venus is going to move into a few days later, is going to move into the sign of Taurus, so she'll be able to, she's, that's one of her, you know, she loves and flourishes in Taurus and Libra, so it's going to be a lot easier for her to make peace and harmony and connection. It's going to be easier and softer, so she'll move out of that harsh detrimental place in Aries, finally, after six weeks there. Um, so that the rest, after the rest of the lunation, she'll at least be in her own home sign. But for the new moon imprint, you know, she's in Aries, so she's fighting. Um, you know, she's being uh, passionate. You could say, be passionate about peace, be passionate and strong about and taking a stand for peace and love and harmony. So, um, so that's, that's kind of what's going on there. Now, if you have um, the, the new moon and is going to occur at 22 degrees, 22 degrees of um, Aries. So if wherever this is in your chart is where this, um, lunation is going to take place so that that that's the area of life that will be highlighted right so um if you happen to have um, aries and capricorn in relationship houses like the seventh house of partnership or marriage or one-to-one -one, or the fifth house of you know love and romance and you know midnight booty call and uh hookups and sex and pleasure um, or the 11th house of friends and allies, you know, if you have them in those relationship houses, there's definitely calling us to break free of, you know, to be ourselves. We want, we want to be ourselves, but we also are contending with safety and breaking free of fears, you know, fears of maybe not fitting inside the status quo, you know, so um, that's, it's going to be especially powerful, but really no matter where this occurs in, in your chart, it's going to be quite a dynamic month. Um, I, um, I looked on, you know, in the chart of the USA, <clears throat> this is going to happen in the, um, Pluto is going to be in the third house, which was our neighbors, our, our neighbors and, uh, our siblings, cousins, you know, neighbors in a, in a mundane chart. 
on communications and such. And, you know, I think news media too. And then in the, um, so in Capricorn would be, you know, like the powers that be like the major media outlets squaring off with sixth house matters. So the new moon's gonna be in the sixth house for the USA chart. So that's one's daily routine. Um, it's also rules workers, you know, and things. And um, and so there, there could be, um, that's where this feistiness is going to be occurring, right? You know, and so we are seeing things newly in terms of how we can serve, right? Sixth house is also about service. So yeah, um, the Jupiter, this is interesting because Jupiter right now is at, what is it, 26 degrees of, let me check my, my little chart here, is in these, Jupiter is at 25 degrees of, um, of Aquarius, and so it is conjunct the USA moon. We have our moon at 27, is it Aquarius? Yeah, so the the moon and it's conjunct, so that's going to definitely have a really profound effect. You know, J Jupiter is a benefic planet, so it lends grace and um, increase and expansion and um, you know, you could say an expansion of consciousness, you know, with Jupiter in the high-minded sign of, of, of Aquarius, you know, the, the, uh, the, the mind, the futuristic humanitarian oriented mind and truth and justice, you know, so these are themes coming up uh, for us. And that is over, so that's Jupiter is conjunct the USA moon in an overcoming trine to Mars. So it has the upper hand over the cranky cantankerous argumentative Mars, you know, we, we could be seeing some nice energy there with uh, truth prevailing. You know, we could say, we could uh, word it that way. And like I said, with the square Neptune, invisible help, um, contending with things that are very deep and, you know, that Pluto square, man, that's, that's some deep emotional cathartic release. And that square with Neptune is like keeping the faith. Um, and, and so, yeah, um, I, you know, maybe it's a time, well, I wanna, as I mentioned that, let me just finish a couple of other things here um, in terms of, cause I wanna talk about how this is gonna be relating to where we might be seeing this, okay, later in the month. Okay, um, specifically I'm thinking of, of uh, the, the activation on like the 22nd, 23rd, or, later in the month of um, Mars uh, conjunct, you know, Mars is gonna enter Cancer. And so it's going to ignite that, um, light up the, um, the, Janu the June 20th solar eclipse at zero Cancer, the world point, zero Cancer. So that could be very interesting on a world level, not just the USA. Although it's certainly very important for the USA because we are a Cancer country, right? July 4th, we're a cancer country. So this has a, an enormous amount of import for the United States. I'm gonna go back to that in just a minute. So hit that pause button. Um, what I wanna say about this is Chiron, uh, about the rest of the lunation, <clears throat> Chiron, Mercury and Ceres are pretty tight. So Chiron, the wounded healer, Mercury could be not just words and conversation and communications and contacts, but also uh, trade and commerce conjunct Ceres. Ceres is um, the asteroid that is associated with fertility and with the food supply. And so, um, you know, the word cereal comes from Ceres, uh, the Greek goddess, De I think Demeter was the Greek name was it uh, with Ceres? You know, so um, she's the goddess of fertility and food. And so in a mundane chart, it would be about the food supply. So um, I would say too that, um, you know, being like strong, um, Chiron is, is at nine degrees and it's in an aversion to Uranus at nine degrees of Taurus. So what an aversion is, it's like a blind spot. So Uranus and Taurus could be giving us, you know, Earth as it has been for the last few years, um, earthquakes, um, volcanic eruptions like Kilauea, you know, that happened, boing, it's the minute it went into zero degrees Taurus, literally Kilauea went off. Taurus, the Earth, right? 
sudden catastrophic changes to the earth. <laughs> and it was slow and steady because Taurus is slow and steady. So that lava flow crept, you know, for weeks or months, I think wasn't it like three months before it finally stopped. So um, Chiron in this new moon in aversion to Uranus is, is um, it could be that Uranus, um, we might be, um, be, be careful that we're not blindsided by, um, by sudden change that we don't see coming that might affect our ability to function, you know, in the United States on a, our daily routine. And, um, and uh, with the conjunction with Ceres, you know, be, be sensible, um, take care of yourself, you know, I would say with food supplies and even that Suez Canal, you know, that they finally unblocked the ship, but that, that is one of the busiest trade routes in the world and it, as you probably read it backed up many many ships and it really disrupted the supply chain so it'll take a while before all that finally settles down so you could be seeing this um you know a little disruption or inconvenience in the food supply but i would say too not just the suez canal situation that got rectified but um you know with chiron and aversion there just to be sensible to be smart you know with uranus and taurus no matter where we live in the world um it's really we want to be uh, smart and take care of ourselves and and uh you know be break out of routines and stuck thinking and i would say complacency around our food you know we don't want to take anything for granted and uh it's always a good idea uh, to to always have you know food on hand in case you know <laughs> who thinks about a Suez Canal one boat that can you know change everybody's you know what what's happening on grocery food shelves it really makes us realize how interconnected we all are and how we much we need each other and depend on each other so I would just say you know um, it's always good no matter what you know maybe you live in a hurricane zone or something you know and like in florida you know from what is it june 1st to november 30th is is hurricane season so um you know it, it's always wise to to be practical and to have have these things on hand so i just wanted to, to mention that um the other thing is uh before i go into the where these changes might occur in your chart i want to talk more about the um Eris square Pluto and uh, where that might play out. So, you know, Eris squaring Pluto, of course, these are very, you know, Pluto takes 248 years to go in, in orbit, right? So the last time Pluto was in orbit uh, at this particular 26 degrees um, was, um, was actually the American Revolution. And I looked up specifically because it only moves like two degrees a year, I wanted to see what was going on at 26 degrees, was it 42 minutes? And, um, and I looked it up and it was the Battle of Lexington and Concord, which if you remember your American history or if you're not living in the United States, we will tell you, it was the Battle of Lexington and Concord was the first battle of the American Revolution. So it was the beginning of this incredible paradigm shift change. Now, am I saying we're gonna have another war? Well, you know, I hope not. And I feel certainly we have advanced so much in our consciousness in this 248 years. Sadly, there are still killing and wars going on, but you, we see how there's this birthing of this new way of being going. You know, we're tired of this old routine of like in, in 1775, it was, we're done with a king telling us what to do who lives 3000 miles away, eh, not working, you know, time for change. And so now we're seeing, you know, it's not King George that we're contending with now, but it is this hierarchy of, you know, the corporate elite and billionaires and who basically pay no taxes, you know, and, and how that it, it, it has all become usurped over the decades and, you know, years and decades and how it has gotten to this point now where it's just like something's got to give and something is giving as we saw last year, 2020, enormous, uh, huge reset as, as I spoke before COVID, you know, I went and did this one-on-one, -on -one, you know, in, in groups and workshops and maybe you were there to listen to that. Um, and, uh, and now, you know, we have, um, now that Jupiter, <clears throat> excuse me, now that Jupiter and Saturn are in air signs, it's, it's, the shift is now moving into a whole nother frequency. 
It's not that heavy frequency of Jupiter, um, Jupiter Saturn in Earth signs, which is all about colonialism and domination and expansion. It's moving out of that and saying, you know, let's think about humanity as a whole. Let's think about the Earth. Let's think about each other instead of like how many, you know, what kind of bling can I amass in my materialist world, you know? So it's, it's a huge paradigm shift. And it's not being run by this old status quo, which has certainly seen its day. So just to say that, that it's, um, it's pretty profound, these changes that are occurring. And, and I, you know, stopped the other day thinking like, wow, you know, when you think about it, I, I can't even, being American, like I can't even imagine like how it was back then when they had a king, you know, now, of course, the UK, you know, it's been a constitutional monarchy for, for long, long, long time. But, um, but to just think that there was this king that would order your life and you everything was in, in you know, you know, basins to this monarch, and then they, they'd have kids, and then the new one would come over, and it was never chosen. It was just like, this is what you're stuck with. This is how it is. And wow, what resignation, you know, it's just so foreign to me, of course, you know, being American growing up in this culture, which rebelled against that. So it's in, you know, in a, for Americans, it's in our DNA, you know, to be that moon in Aquarius, right? We gotta be different. We have to break free. We have to think about the future and, uh, and an empowered, enlightened model of being. Uh, so um, now have we fulfilled on that? Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> why we had last year right we're just uh, throwing off the shackles of um what doesn't work it's this molting like the locust or the the locust molts his shell you know it works for a while and then it's time to shed because we've outgrown that our consciousness like the locust expands and outgrows this shell which now keeps us him back so he has to escape it and it's an ugly, icky process breaking out. Have you ever seen those molting, you know, look them up on Google, you know, the molting, the shed, shedding of the old chitinous exoskeleton. My science teachers would be very proud of me. I remember that term, the crunchy, gooky, icky thing. But anyway, so, so that's what's happening, right? It's like, we're just stepping out of this, we're shedding this old, old shell. And with this um, new moon in Aries, it's, we're really gonna see this in action. And, and it's this, it's the pervading theme for the next 30 days is this molting and the doing away with old structure that no longer supports that's long overdue. And it's not an easy experience. The square with Pluto is, it can bring up a lot of tears, a lot of emotions, a huge catharsis. The breakdown of society is very clear and evident. And the, um, the breakthrough is there. So we have to remember we, with our practices, with our spiritual paths, with our focus, with our awareness, we're not focusing on the drama and the chaos, although it, you know, there's, it's gonna happen, right? Birth is messy. And it's who are we in, in the light of that? You know, who are we gonna be? And focusing on the breakthrough. So Pluto, right? Breakdown, breakthrough, emotional catharsis, regenesis, resurrection, re re coming out of the, oh, that molting, that old chitinous exoskeleton of our lives. You know, where is that in our life? We see it out in the world. Where does that occur for us? That's the work that we will be seeing, we will see this month and it will have a very, very broad impact. So where does that happen? Okay. Um, well, I want to, before I get into the houses, walking you through where these might occur in your chart, I just want to say one more thing about, um, you know, Eris Square Pluto was, was very loud, especially last year, you know, in the wake of George Floyd's um, tragic death and all of the protests, which went all over the world, uh, as we know. And, uh, and then again, in the, in the fall, um, when the sun was in Libra, it was, um, making a T-square, so the sun in Libra, so that Libra new moon, the sun opposing, and the, and the uh, full moon too, um, the sun op opposing that Eris Pluto square, you know, so um, yeah, this and was, um, and what the sun was conjunct 
um, what do you call it, Eris. Um, woo, gotta check my things out. Yeah, the sun was in Libra and it was opposing Eris square Pluto back in the fall. So that's, you know, we, we if you remember the Pluto, um, the Pluto protests, no, the trying to speak, the Portland protests. I remember that naked Athena, you know, the woman that sat there completely naked, she had her mask on and her hat and she had bare feet and she was like completely exposed. Like she just sat on the ground and faced the riot the riot geared cops with their, you know, riot shields and such. And, um, and how bold that was, that was very heiress, you know. So uh, taking on, of course, we back then we had Saturn there and Mars and Saturn. It was, remember how the mess of, oh my God, that fall was like, I did a whole webinar on it because I could see what this big, excuse me, what do they say in Yiddish? This big Mishigas happening, right? Ugh. Well, we got through it. Well, now we have with the new moon in the sign of Aries lined up with here it is again, you know, it's very, very loud again. So this, um, this, this power was standing up for our power and not putting up with the powers that be the part of it that that suppresses uh, where we feel suppressed is going to become very, very evident. So uh, the, the need to break free. Uh, again, you know, this is this is the big conversation for this month. So um, having said that, um, I want to say that, um, you know, this is a new beginning and a new direction because see, remember last year, Jupiter and Saturn were in Capricorn and air and in uh, the earth signs, it was still in the old cycle, the last few weeks, a uh, month, month of the old, old cycle. Then the new 200 year cycle started in December with the Jupiter-Saturn uh, conjunction in Aquarius, zero degrees Aquarius. And that's now for the next 200 years, just to refresh, for the next 200 years, whenever Jupiter and Saturn meet up, every 20 years, it's gonna be in an air sign, Aquarius, Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, Gemini, Libra, right? But, but, like for 200 years. So that's a whole nother ball game. You know, it's about ideas and it's about air, right? Air moves. Uh, the previous cycles, Earth, Earth was solid material, you know, the focus on the material world, conquering nature, you know, so now we're, we're having none of that. So the, um, the fact that now we're going to have that, the Eris square Pluto is happening now under the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in Aquarius. So it's a different ball game, different flavor, has a more humanitarian, visionary, you know, when you think about Aquarian energy, it's, it's we, not me. So this is going to have a huge, it, it's gonna color things differently. And so the change that we have all longed for in our hearts to have a more egalitarian society is going to come into focus more. So yay, right? So I just had to say that. All right, um, that it is different from last year. It's, it's not a repeat. You know, this is not like, oh, here it comes again. It, things have changed. All right, so having said that, um, oh, I do wanna say about, um, I had this dream I wanna tell you about um, because it relates to this new moon lunation. I think it was already starting to speak to me um, with, um, just the other day, it was really interesting. And, and I, I'm getting more and more used to this idea of um, using the planets, you know, like thinking about, and I write everything in my dream journal. And then I see, okay, what planet does that represent? Who's talking to me? Well, I had this dream that I, me and a few of my friends, we were visiting a small town, kind of, kind of close to, to where we live. And this little town had this lovely little shop with a glass window. And we were standing across the street in another shop, looking out of our glass window, looking out across the street to this shop. And the shop had beautiful things. It's like, like lovely uh, decorations for the home, like lovely home furnishings and things and uh, art and such. Well, there was this one picture and it was of um, in the Hindu pantheon of deities, Kali, K-A-L-I, if you're not familiar with the Hindu deities, Kali, Kali Ma, there's Kali Ma, there's Kali Durga. Well, Kali, Kali is, the, uh, is an aspect of divine mother. 
all right? And she is um, pictured typically like, a, like dark navy blue skin or black skin and very powerful, strong eyes. And, you know, uh, Kali Durga is about, you know, slaying the ego, um, fierce looking, fierce, dynamic female energy, but strong and powerful and fierce. Kali Ma, I, I'm not really on, honestly, I, I have to say I'm really not versed in the in the distinctions because to me, I, I just thought it was Kali, but my friend told me, oh no, there's Kali Ma, there's Kali Durga. I'm like, okay, whatever. But I think what I, what I who I saw was Kali Ma. So the mother, right? Well, Kali Ma was, you know, still powerful, still about facing our dark side, facing our deepest fears of survival and control and letting go. And she was, um, it, there's beautiful image of her in the window. And my friend was looking at it and apparently like kind of having this telepathic connection with it. And she was, you know, telling Kali Ma, you know, the, about her life and what whatever she was going through. And Kali starts nodding her head up and down, listening, listening to my friend, up and down, like really excited, like, yeah, yeah, you're getting it. And then at one point she even put her hands up, you know, with both hands, both palms facing and nodding her head, like cheering around, like, yeah, yeah, you got it, you got it, you know, like that, like it was all telepathic. And I was like amazed, it was such a mystical experience. And so then, I, then I'm like, oh, well, so she finished her thing. And, I, and then it was like, for me to step up and like, oh, now I, I can talk to Kali Ma, like an Oracle, you know, she, and I, this is oracle, oracular experience, oracular and spectacular. So I'm thinking, oh, I don't know what to ask her. I just, let me, let me you know, somebody else here, take the floor. You know, I, I need to step back and, figure out what I want to talk to her about. But I was so blown away that I wanted to um, go and get a picture. And I looked up the company that makes these images of Kali Ma and we ended up driving there to try to, and I wanted to tell the owner of the company, like what happened and how I would desire, not only what happened, but to desire to buy this art so that I could have my own experience at home and like do this all the time. So it was really an interesting, the, the story goes on, but that was the gist of it being that we had this direct connection with Kali Ma and, um, and the desire to make that a part of our daily life. So it wasn't like we had to go to the store to connect with her, this store, I'm thinking merchants, Mercury, right? Mercury uh, telling us these, Mercury is, um, you know, really powerfully working there in, um, and Mercury right now is, is in Aries. Um, so it is making a very strong statement. <laughs> um, but anyway, I just, I loved the fact that this was, you know, happening. And I feel that with this powerful, you know, stand up for oneself and one's divinity and sovereignty in the month of, of April with this new, new moon lunation, squaring Pluto, you know, face your fears. And, um, and it will be, a, a, can be scary, but it'll be cathartic and it'll totally be worth it. And we'll come out like the phoenix from the ashes. We won't know ourselves. It's, it's a whole new level. I'm hearing the words mystical engagement. So there's a lot that's at stake here. And it's our choice to, um, you know, how this is gonna play out for us. I mean, we, we, get to, we get to decide it's not out there and it's not about observing outside. Although yes, there is this, reality called other people, but we make the choices that are going to, you know, best serve ourselves. So with that, I would say that, um, you know, the, 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 here's the thing. With the Derek Chauvin trial, that, that might happen. I, they may, it's, I think they're supposed to come to a verdict I, towards the end of the month. So I'm thinking, okay, Mars, zero cancer. Um, you know, wow, you know, what's it going to look like? Uh, I've read some little bit keeping up with the daily, you know, the trial witnesses and such. And the pro as of this recording, the prosecution is still bringing people. Um, defense hasn't stepped up yet. And it has an incredibly powerful, strong case, which, as you know, it's very difficult in with cop trials to to um, that many of them, you know, get dismissed or, or they don't get guilty verdicts, you know, because of the situations of 
you know, I had to, you know, it's very, it's that tough thing where they have to decide, you know, is, is this person a threat and this and that. But of course, in this case with Derek Chauvin, that is, there's none of that. And so I'm thinking, wow, what could happen in, with this new moon lunation with these powerful squares of Pluto and Mars and uh, Mars and Jupiter in a trine, you know, how could that play out? Well, you know, could it be that people, I mean, who knows how they, we have no idea with the defense not having even started yet, you know, how, how is this going to, you know, it looks really good for a conviction right now, but um, of course on which counts, you know, third, second degree, third degree, manslaughter, homicide, homicide, manslaughter. Um, so we don't know, but it could be that no matter which way the, um, the, the uh, conviction or, or, or not, you know, happens, um, there could be fighting, there could be upset. And, um, and again, it's, you know, us, we decide, you know, we choose, oh, well, I got mala beads, I got my prayer beads in one hand, and what's my intention, and who am I going to be for a world that is going through this, this catharsis? So um, I just want to say that, you know, it could look that way. It could be that there is this, um, you know, these upsets could, could look scary. But on the other hand, it, it may not. I mean, we, it depends. Again, it's all our consciousness. I'm not here to, you know, sow fear, certainly not into anybody's mind, but you have to be real too. You know, uh, these things are happening along very intense activations, you know, Mars's role in the new moon lunation and the eclipse um, activations coming up. So we have to, um, you know, just be aware of that. Let's see, the, um, all right, April, here's my little, I kept my little, my little chichi here, is it April? Mars at 23 Gemini is going to be on April 12th. So that's only a few days away, four days away. And that is going to oppose the, um, the December 2020 solar eclipse that happened at 23 degrees of Sag conjunct the galactic center. So that could definitely be about truth coming out, truth and it, the pa a passion for truth and knowing the facts, getting the facts and having justice that there's, and it's not just, Derek Trump. I mean, I'm talking about life in general. Um, you know, we could apply that to the vaccine rollout. There could be, I, I think, too, with our eclipse. And again, I will be doing eclipse coverage, you know, um, as we get closer. You know, next month is our first, uh, we are back in eclipse season, May 26th with the lunar eclipse. But um, of course, that's a different conversation. But I do think that we could be seeing something um, opening up about vaccines that we were not aware of. Um, truth or something or information and facts, right, Gemini, coming to the surface uh, that may not have been present initially. You have to remember that the first um, vaccine rollout was, um, was on the solar eclipse. And now Mars is opposing this point. So Mars opposition. So they could be, here's an opposing viewpoint, you could say. That's one way of looking at it. That may surface. Uh, April 12th is when Mars will oppose. So we'll see. Um, these are potential places where things could play out. April 23rd is when Mars um, conjuncts the zero degrees cancer from the June 20th solar eclipse last year. And um, so, you know, I, I, when I did my conversation with Smyrna about the royal family, you know, I'm like, I'm, we got more coming with them and uh, Harry and Meghan and the royal family and there's, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, Prince William will certainly have his, his son is at zero degrees of cancer. So, you know, there's a lot of change going on there. And then in the area of like this, this trial, you know, um, wow, there, there could be a lot of uh, intense, uh, there's a, definitely a confrontation in store here and not to, you know, we can't sugarcoat that. And so it's going to call us to be really uh, strong and passionate in our desire for this better world and we have to be the change that we wish to see. We really do. One of the lines I wrote down as I was preparing my notes was, um, I think about Mars being all about actions, you know, and so, um, you know, one of the things I live by is that my, my actions, um, you know how they say actions speak louder than words? Well, my actions represent my true self. My words do not represent me. Yeah. 
My actions represent my true self. My words do not represent me. So that will be coming into play, you know, this month. So, oh, and Venus too, like, you know, Venus taking a stand for peace and harmony. She's not used to, she doesn't like being in that Martian environment. You know, it's not, it's not her thing, uh, but uh She's taking, but she can be passionate with that. She can use it and that's the best use of it is be strong and brave in our connection for harmony and peace. And we really want to, let's remember that part of all, be strong and brave about peace and love and connection and harmony, having a diplomatic solution. Because luckily by the time, if there is the Chauvin verdict at the end of the month, Venus will be in Taurus, she'll be at home there. She can function much better, you know, much more, um, much easier. So there's that. Okay, uh, let's now wrap this up by just talking about um, the houses. So in, in terms of where this may occur in your, in your chart. So if you have um, Aries rising, in your chart, you, you can get a free chart if you don't have one on astro.com or astro-seek.com. They're both great websites. You plug in your birth time and you can find your rising sign and that will dictate uh, where this is occurring. So um, Aries rising, your um, the new moon will be in your first house and Pluto will be squaring from the 10th. So that might be about a, a new way, a new self-image, a, um, a new aspect, a, a breakthroughs around your image, your personality, your physical body. Um, it could be also um, health and uh, appearance, yourself, your body, the, the, your character, you know, and with your 10th house is, is um, these are angular houses, so these are very powerful. So career, uh, the, your public reputation, uh, actions, things like that. And these are, so Pluto in that 10th house is, is a really having you do a major rehaul and, and it could be some catharsis around you yourself versus your career you know, coming into a, an understanding there and engaging in that. And it could be some cathartic moments. So um, for Taurus rising, the new moon is in your 12th house and the Pluto will be rocking your world from the ninth house. So perhaps a um, desire for truth and, a, and getting to the bottom of things, squaring off with maybe uh, aspects of yourself that were hidden or or um, not feeling like you had any control over or feeling uh, kind of out of source or out of control, but getting, again, a, a deep emotional uh, breakthrough regarding maybe blind spots, places that we, we can't see about ourselves or enemies, like hidden enemies or having to make sacrifices or loss or being in seclusion, um, things like sickness, you know, so there, there is this, um, that aspect. So it could be um, it could be working its way out that way in that breakthrough. Um, Gemini, uh, the new moon is going to be in your eleventh house of friends, so friends and allies and uh, groups and group organizations, group activities. Um, Pluto will be rocking you from the eighth house, which is um, the other people's money, inheritances, some deep, in a psychological sense, some deep unconscious fears, perhaps, um, fears of survival and control and hanging on. Um, it's also death, right? Death and rebirth and transformation. So um, it doesn't mean that you're going to, okay, you know, death is many levels, right? It can be the death of one's way of being. So these cathartic moments, so it'll be very potent for you guys. Uh, cancer rising, the new moon will be in your uh, 10th house of career and image and, um, um, and public reputation. Pluto will be squaring that from the seventh house of relationships, uh, marriage, long-term relationships, uh, partnerships, marriage, th those things. Uh, for Leo rising, the new moon will be in your ninth house. So uh, let's see, let me see what we have here. Uh, ninth house and it, the Pluto will be squaring from the sixth. 
so again, the ninth house, ninth house can also be a, not just about a truth and higher wisdom, but um, higher education, religion or spirituality, uh, foreign things, foreigners, foreign travel. And so yeah, foreign travel, you're like, ha ha, right? Well, you know, it's just slowly starting to open up again. So that is uh, for Leo rising. So new moon in the ninth, um, squaring off with the sixth house, which would be, you know, our daily routines and service, work service. Um, Ill, it could be even illness in ancient astrology. The sixth house is, is related to illness and injuries and things. And also um, subordinates. Think if you have like, say you're a boss and you have employees, things like that. So that's for Leo rising. Uh, Virgo, eighth house, fifth house. So the new moon will be in your eighth house of again, you know, death, inheritances, assets of others, um, squaring off with fifth house, which rules children, um, you know, romance, uh, extramarital affairs, pleasure, creativity. You know, it could be creative projects, things of that nature. Uh, Libra, the new moon is going to be in your seventh house of partnership, relationship, etc. And uh, squaring off with home matters. The fourth house is parents, family, home life, private life, things like that. Um, it can be the parents, uh, the father, like that. Anyway, uh, let's see. So for Scorpio, uh, we have the new moon is the sixth house of, of um Again, illness, injuries, work, subordinates, things like that. And um, squaring off with Pluto in the third house, which rules um, siblings and neighbors, um, edu elementary education up through high school, short trips, uh, communication, the media, writing, could be internet too. Um, that's, that's where that's happening. Uh, for Sagittarius, if you have Sag rising, you're, uh, this new moon is in your fifth house create children, creativity, etc., and squaring your second, which is finances, other, your own personal finances, talents, and your own personal resources and skills and income. So you might have a little, um, you know, Pluto shaking up that second house, you know, uh, of course, it's, it's been transiting through your second house for a while, but with that engagement with the fifth house. So there could be some new beginnings. It could be a new beginning with um, a love affair. So who knows? Let's, let's see what happens. Let me know in the chat box below. Um, let's see, at Capricorn, we have the new moon in your fourth house and Pluto will be squaring from the first. So home issues, engaging with, you know, this reinvention of oneself and one's character, one's personality. Uh, for Aquarius rising, the third house is where this is taking place. So again, short trips, siblings, etc., neighbors, um, writing, communication, connecting, networking, um, squaring off with 12th house, which you could be very unknown or the unseen world or things that maybe where you're out of loss or having to make sacrifices or being in seclusion, uh, contemplative, you know, rules, ashrams and such. That's it's not all bad, um, a, a place of quiet and contemplation. Uh, Pisces, the second house is, the new moon is in the second house, and that would be, Pluto would be squaring from the 11th house of uh, friends, groups, um, hopes, wishes, dreams, alliances. So the second house, again, you know, you, so your own financial, personal things, squaring off with, oh, kitty, hey, pardon me, we have a cat situation here. No cat fight. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we're just finishing up, okay? Mommy's working. Uh, <laughs> so Pisces, sorry guys, I got a little interrupted there. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so I would say second house of uh, with your talents and resources and making having Pluto in the 11th. So it's that cathartic, maybe, maybe you're getting new friends or finding and shedding old friends that no longer serve you. And so your second house um, where this new beginning is happening is in that second house, finances, possessions, income, things like that. So powerful new beginnings, no matter where in that wheel you find yourself. Anyway, so that's all for now. And I hope that that was um, useful for you. 
Um, let me know what you think. I'd certainly love to hear how this new moon is, is shaping up for you or will be shaping up for you. Just leave your comments below. Um, always love to hear from you, yay. And I hope you have a wonderful, productive, powerful um, new moon with new, with outrageous breakthroughs and totally amazing paradigm shifts. That's my, my wish. And Kalima, you know, she's got our back, woot, woot. Um, don't forget, there's always ancestors and guides that are in the invisible, that Neptune square Mars, right? You know, we can help you. We can help you meet our goals, even though you don't see us. <laughs> so have faith. All right, that's all for now. This is episode 96, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. If you desire to know more, um, certainly just email me, Irliana at starsoundastrology.com. Uh, sessions, what, whatever serves you, um, we're here for you. So, um, okay, thank you so very much. Many, many blessings. Namaste. You're Liana Samsara, Star Sound Astrology. Have a great, great month, a great, great lunation. Okay, bye for now. <laughs>